podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we're going to be wrapping up day three of the second test in Vizag, which I've been saying wrong for three days. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jack Hope, I'm joined by Max Ray-Brown. Max, it was a pretty good day of cricket, wasn't it today? It was. Maybe you should go with the easier name of Vishikapatnam first and then uh, um, well, then you, well you won't run into any issues. Um, it was a good day. It's been It's been two really good tests so far, hasn't it? You know, regardless of the fact that in, in both situations... It's to all intents and purposes after the first couple of days looked like England are quite far behind. We know that ruling England out is a perilous thing to do. It's been it's been really good cricket. It's been played on good pitches that have offered enough for the batters and the bowlers, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Well said, well said, Max. Um, we're going to be going through the day's play. Obviously, there's a big Shubman Gill century. There's wickets for James Anderson. There's the question of whether England can do it again and more. Uh, before that, though, we just want to plug ourselves on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, actually, as well. We should add that to the logo mm. on, the, on the YouTube screen. Uh, at the Cricket Pod, if you, want to, if you want to follow us there. And uh, if you want to support the show directly, patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod, where... From just four pounds a month, you can get access to bonus content. Um, Max, what happened today for those who who didn't get up at four a.m.? For <laughs> well, example, we... like like a person who went to bed at one in the morning after drinking about <laughs> nine beers last night. <laughs> you, yeah, um, I'll tell you what happened, Jack. Um, England started with one goal in mind, which was bowl India out. India started the day, what, 28 for none, a lead of about 190. And England's job was obviously to restrict that as much as possible. And good old Jimmy Anderson, 41 years um, to the good. Removed Rohit impressively. Cartwheeling is off stump. And Jaiswell shortly after. England had got the big two guys out of the top and it was looking good. And they looked like they were going to get Shubman Gill without trying too hard. But somehow he escaped the first half an hour and um, and never looked back. Tucked into the spinners once he was at the crease and uh, looked like the prince of old rather than the Shubman Gill of the post-Dengi era. And um, it was a, a, a thoroughly important innings from Shubman Gill because aside from Akshar Patel, no one else really did anything apart from a slightly bizarre innings from Ashwin towards the end. And uh, 255 was what India put up. Um, a really good effort from England's bowlers overall. Some excellent glove work from Ben Folks. Uh, a fantastic catch from Ben Stokes off Shreyas Iyer. And, yeah, I mean, 255, England will probably be fairly happy that they managed to to get India out for that total. They might be disappointed it wasn't a bit lower, obviously, with, with Shubman Gill scoring the 100. But overall, not a bad effort from England. But in, you know, in the world of logic and reason, we'd be looking at this with England needing 399 to win in the fourth innings chase in India. And we'd have written it off and we wouldn't even bother watching tomorrow just to see. We'd just be made vaguely interested in how badly England are going to lose. But we're all sat here and people are saying England might win. Shubman Gill's given England a 30% chance of winning this test match. <laughs> and why? Why are we even talking about it? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Um, the internet says that England have got a 17.9% chance of winning, so they're yeah. not as quiet. It's still pretty high. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, like when 
when they came out to bat, I was like, I was convinced that there was no chance they were going to win this game. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, this is the balance. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hypno- it's it's hypnotic, isn't it? The whole it is the whole thing that they do. It um, is like a cult that people have just yeah. bought into, and it's not just England that have bought into it now. It's everyone. Now Shubman Gill's in. Shubman Gill's in. <laughs> um, I think Rohit Sharma's in because for some reason I I I don't know what you made of it, but like that like that passage of play at the end when they just got Ben Duckett and Rayan Ahmed came out. And it's just sort of... We, like, Rayan came out, Ahmed came out, and we were like, okay, so Rayan Ahmed's the Nighthawk now. He's taken over Stuart Broad's role. And India just seemed to, like, let that happen. They didn't, you know, crowd around the bat, put pressure on. It was just like, yeah, okay, well, I guess this is how it works now. So we'll just do some normal fields and let you try and score some runs. It was... That was a bit odd. And... But yeah, like everyone's just sort of kind of been hoodwinked by the fact. Obviously, England's great escape in Hyderabad. The um, obviously pe- people have made quite a lot about that chase against uh, India at Edgbaston as well. Was it three hundred and seventy-eight for three? Um, but I mean, this is a different ball game, isn't it? Doing it in India, like no one's I, I, no one's got close. I, I mean, I tend to as agree. A touring with that. side, yeah. Y- yesterday on the podcast, we had Dan on, and I asked Dan like, "What what do you think?" Top top end England could do, and he was like three hundred fifty is the, the best they could. That's they pretty could. high. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, well, I, he said that, and I was like, yeah, that's it's a lot of runs. I, I, I think that's the <laughs> that's that that should leave England buried. And now that they're chasing four hundred, I'm thinking, God, those Ashwin runs, <laughs> they might have been they might have been a bit scratchy or whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> they could be crucial. Um, that could be the whole. That could be the whole game. Ashwin's twenty nine. Mm. Um, madness, really. Yeah, well, I think Ashwin might have made a little bit of a mistake scoring those runs, actually, because because they're the runs that took England from what would have been, you know, I think a record chase for a touring side in India to a record chase of anyone in India in the fourth innings, including India, and that's the kind of thing. That Basball's targeted at destroying all records. If they'd left one record left, I don't think England would be doing it. It's not. Mm. It's not enough. There's not enough glory in it. But if you if, well, if you uh, add yeah, you know, if you add a few more, suddenly it's everything's there to be to be taken down. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, it would be mad. I, I I'm pretty sure that no team has ever scored 399 ever in a fourth innings in India. No, so. You, 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 you would say history is against England, but <laughs> but, but, but as you point out, like it, it is in this cult that they have developed with um, Baz as the the Grand Master, yeah, you just, Grand you Master just, Baz, <laughs> Grand Master Baz. You just don't really know. Uh, should we talk about Shubin Gill? It was it was his day, really. Um, is is this his coming of age innings? Um. I don't know about a coming of age innings. I think it's uh I think it's possibly a, a bit of a turning point for him in the sense that, you know, there's been a lot made recently about I think that he's got like a like a really good record in Ahmedabad and quite a bad record everywhere else. Um, you know, he's he's averaged like is it twenty odd with the bat at, at number three? Jaiswell's come in and kind of supplanted him as the opener and sort of the new golden boy. So I'd 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 say it's sort of a it's a reminder to everyone of the quality of Shubman Gill and, and what he can offer. I, I think that's 
where I would place. I don't know if it's like the you know the the coming of age, like that Shubman Gill has arrived. He is the the next big thing. I think it's just to like, you know, hang on a minute. Let's not you know say write him off as some overhyped, you know, not want to say failure, but a slight disappointment to what he's been talked up to be. I think it's just uh, you know there was class in there, but people will still look at you know the first half an hour. He got you know got a little bit lucky with. I suppose not being given OEW in a couple of edges, but you need that luck to get a hundred more often than not. You don't get a hundred unless you just won the first innings. You don't get a hundred without a few scrapes along the way. And you came through those and motored along. And it just, it was, yeah, to me, it was just a, a good example from Ship and Gill to show everyone what he's all about. And, you know, full credit to him because, um, you know, they look like being quite important runs. England might fall in a heap and end up being 200 all out and it might not matter. But there's every chance that those 104 runs are absolutely crucial and um, fair play to him because once he got going, he looked serene. Some of the shots off the spinners were, were were glorious. The you know the use of the feet to get to the pitch, particularly off Ryan Ahmed, um, tucking him to, tucking into him a bit at the sort of start of his spells, uh, it was highly impressive. So it was nice, nice as well to see Shubman Gill um, in that flow because it's a, it's nice to watch when it happens and it's it's been a while since we got we've been been able to see it he had a touch of the zach crawleyitis to him mm. didn't he in in test cricket i would say like his i've got i've got his stats up here 21 tests so this is before obviously before this test 21 tests 39 innings only 1063 runs at an average of 29 like yeah. you, you look at him and you think uh, you know like early career zach crawley and, and you think that guy's he's got all the stuff that you need. Like it, it doesn't really make sense <laughs> that he averages under 30. Like it's, um, it, it doesn't seem right. Uh, so, so you would sit, you were, I mean, I, I think Shubik is probably overall a better player than Zach Crawley. Um, you would, you would think that that average will go in the right direction. Yeah. Um, from this point. And it's, uh, I, 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 I think it's a really important ton to be honest. I, I think it's, um, yeah, there's a world where England are bowled out by sort of halfway through the afternoon session, and it it it, it kind of doesn't matter mathematically whether he gets those mm. runs. But but right now, the total on the board, as we were saying like three minutes ago, it it feels like it, it might it might be possible, but also it it is impossible because of Shipman Gill. Doesn't make any sense at all, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've lost me, I'm afraid. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, I, I've got quite limited notes for this podcast, Max. The, the next one I've got is Shreyas Iyer is a fraud. Um, right. Can you, can you discuss <laughs> that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, we have our thoughts about why Shreyas Iyer is a fraud, which is because if you bowl it at his head, he's immediately out. Um, but actually, everything else about his game, you know, the the drives, the front foot stuff, is pretty good. Like, he's a solid player. It's just like he's got one huge glaring weakness in his game. But obviously, that you know, that wasn't what befell him today. He fell into Ben Stokes's trap. He tried to get him to hit a, basically left a bit of the park open. So go on then, knock us, knock us over the over the fielder's heads into this region, and probably pick the wrong shot to do it. He's, you know the inside-out drive. It's not the easiest shot to play in the world, but it was a little tighter to him than it should have been, and I think that was just uh, probably a bit of a brain fade from him and just fall, yeah, falling for it. Ben Stokes tried something, 
it worked because it always bloody does. Ben Stokes, I'm almost getting annoyed now. It's just he tries something and it just works. It shouldn't work. It just does. Um, uh, and to top it all off, Ben Stokes took a really, really good catch running back. So, I mean, I I, I like the I can't I quite like Shreyside going for it. I quite like you know being presented with this sort of dangled carrot and saying, well, I'm going to take it on. I'm good enough. I believe in my ability. And um, I also, you know, <laughs> uh, respect Ben Stokes for giving giving him the op- the opportunity to... It's, it's just, it's basball all over, isn't it? That that little that little bit of bit of play. It's, it's, um, it was a, a good bit of work. But I mean, Shreyas, I, you want, you always want more from him, don't you? I think, I think that's the, I guess when you, you're calling him a fraud, that's probably where it, where it comes from like you look at him there and you just you you can see he's got class and you you're really frustrated when he doesn't show it or or, you know put the put it out there um but i mean it is obviously there yeah coley not being around is is a massive um you know loss for for this middle order but you do look at that and you think like someone has to take control it was shubman gill today he you know stepped up took the authority on to sort of be the leader in that middle order. But I think you'd, you'd want more from Shreya Sire in that respect, because he's been around the side a bit longer. He was sort of initially born to just like someone who could be the next Coley because he's got a similar cover drive. And you do sort of, yeah, wonder where he's going to just, um, you know, t- stand up, take control, be assertive. Um, it's just sort of there, isn't he? And hasn't sticked his claim enough. I think he's one of those players who very occasionally will sc- like do something unbelievable, just yeah. s- score a, a ridiculous ton, and you'll be like, like, like how how has has that happened when all the other stuff happens as well? It's I, I think it's actually quite rare in in international cricket, international level cricket, that you get people who are genuinely terrible at making decisions, and I think he's one of them. Like yeah. I, I think it's he just does so much dumb stuff. And like I, I think you know, we say, "Oh, that guy's an idiot," or he got out in a really stupid way. That that that's it's, it's quite common that, from a punditry perspective, people will describe cricket in those terms. But I think mostly, when people do, what what has actually happened isn't someone being an idiot. It's 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 a limit of their game that's been exposed. Mm. It's it's you know, Zach. Let's use Zach Crawley because we we brought him up. We brought him up on this podcast already. Like for what three years? All you did was you pulled outside off stump, and the guy would <laughs> edge it to second slip. Yeah, <laughs> and it was four times first, but you know you'll get him. Yeah, it wasn't because he was stupid that he was doing it. It was because he had a defect in his game. Like he he his he had a judgment problem. Like it, in in that moment, he thought the ball was somewhere. And it wasn't, and that's why he edged it. Shreya Sire, it is like like you say, you, you dangle the carrot, or uh, not even the carrot, you, you dangle the massive bomb with bomb <laughs> in front of him, and the guy goes, "Yeah, all right then," and lights the thing and runs around with it like a Batman villain from the <laughs> from the fifties. Um, it's it's yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It I, it really perplexes me. Uh, I mean, like a guy nobody really is a fraud who averages, actually averages 37 in, in, in test cricket. Like, clearly he's a, a good cricketer, but like good grief. You do, you do wonder like what's going on in, in the brain. 
Yeah, and they were going. They were going along really well at that point. They'd rebuilt from a position where there was a little bit of jeopardy, and Shipman Gill and Shreyasari just calmed things down. And you know, if they put on another fifty between them and were still yeah. there, you're looking at it in England like, yeah, this is done. We're just well, let's let's see what we can do, but we're not going to win this game. And then you you go you go and do that, and it gives England an opening. And they took control of that opening. They took two quick wickets after tea, and. You know, and then and then here loads more quick wickets. <laughs> yeah, and then here we are talking about England with a chance of chasing three hundred and ninety nine for some reason. But it's um, yeah. I mean, to say he let England in would possibly be uh, a little extreme, to, you know. But he did. He did. He could have shut the door completely, and he just you know left a tiny bit of draft, tiny bit of a draft on his uh, on his way out the house, and you know. Uh, yeah, it's quite the tale, isn't it? As well with India, like it, yeah. Um, it's old school. You know, most most teams 11. of the world, <laughs> most, most teams of the world, they they pay at least a bit of a consideration to batting depth. And I think we talked on the preview about why we thought um, Washington Sundar might play. And I think India probably picked the right team. I think yeah, they they've equipped themselves with the bowlers that should be able to bowl in England out in the in the fourth innings. And Washington Sundar wouldn't have been the kind of bowler. Mm. you'd have necessarily backed however like they're heroically crap at batting <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's it's amazing that you've got cold at yadavan at at nine um charitably charitably at nine as well I mean, like it's yeah uh astonishing Max. so let's wrap up the podcast i think um we've it's 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 sort of a it's a it's a prelude to to what will ultimately determine who wins the match tomorrow I, I can't see it going to a fifth day the question is can England do it like I want to I want to hear mm. your thought process here how 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 should they set about it and um what percentage chance yeah so I mean I was <laughs> what well, I said uh in the discord before England went out to bat like yeah they've got a chance but I'm putting them at about two percent like you know if you played this game 50 times England will win one I think that might have been a little harsh but not by much right you look at all the the body of evidence against that this could happen for England and the body of evidence in favour. And the body of evidence against it is overwhelmingly larger than the body of evidence in favour. If you just take back the, you know, strip back a little bit the the Basball, the stuff that happened in Hyderabad and think about it logically, then there's, you know, the chances of England winning this game are, are tiny, minuscule. Um, but I don't think, you know, people, people aren't really... They're, they're, they're ascribing a lot more than just logic to, to whether England can make this chase. Um, recent history, it, obviously, recency bias. We all know about recency bias. That comes into it. And I think that is playing a part in what people are, are saying here to a degree. Um, the very recency bias of um, Hyderabad, I think, playing into it. But if there is one team that's going to do it, is it, it is England because we've seen how they play it. And I, I'm trying to think of a logical reason as to why. Not just because of what everyone's been, you know, seen in the last few years, but why England, from a cricketing purely cricketing point of view, why this England and their approach makes it more likely that they're going to chase these huge scores in the fourth innings. And I think it's just about the time it takes them to do it. It's it's the run rate. You think if you're chasing 399 in the fourth innings, you'd you'd say you'd need 120 overs to do it at least. And by that point, you've got through two new balls um, and two 
extended periods where the ball is going to be turning and you're going to be into like the middle of a fifth day where the pitch has deteriorated further and further and it gets harder and harder to bat. But England shorten everything and they do it, you know, they'll probably need to take a a, a second new ball, but probably possibly not for long if they're going to win it. Like they're going at four, nearly five and over already. So that would be exactly 80, 80 overs um, if it was, if they were going at five and over. Yeah. So you're looking at that England targeting, trying to do it like within one new ball. And from that point, you're also doing, it's one day. You don't, you take the fifth day out of it completely. So the pitch is a little bit better to bat on. So like there are logical reasons as to why, the way England play and just speeding up the game makes it easier to do these big chases because you you take a sort of more of the jeopardy out of it. And that's where I think this approach works. You just get the better of the good batting conditions while they're there. But um, I still think like 10% would be the top end of what I'd give England in this because there are a few that are starting to keep low. We've seen that. If England do try and get a bit greedy and hurry the scoring along, there is every chance... Uh, you know, they'll just get pinned in front. Uh, ben Duckett's one even, you know, bounced a bit more. So there's there's a bit of variable bounce going on, which makes it a lot trickier. So England will have to be smart about how they speed things up, playing with a straight bat, that kind of thing. But there's always there's always a chance for this England side. And again, like I'm, I'm seeing signs that Rohit also believes that England might win this game. And that is the first step towards winning a game from an unlikely situation. Make the opposition believe that they might lose this. Um and that makes a huge difference. Like if, if the opposition are just, you know, we've got this, like we're confident, then that's the first battle you have to overcome. And I think they've already won that, bizarrely. So it could happen. But I, yeah, I'm not saying more than 10% for England. I think that's probably fair. I mean, like the, the, I, I, the thing I would say is that the range of possibilities tomorrow are so vast <laughs> that yeah. it, it, it really is... Street, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> is a really enticing prospect. I mean, like England, what was that? Their first innings, they lost the last nine wickets for about 120 or something like that, didn't they? Yeah. Or 130. Like, they, England yeah. could easily lose this match by 200 runs. Mm. But I also think they, they could win it by five wickets. Um, <laughs> it's with, yeah, and like with before, before a second new ball is required. Like, yeah, the, the, that is a thing that could happen. Um, mm. What I think probably edges it towards India is how well Bumrah has bowled, how this pitch seems to suit him and how he's been able to extract reverse swing. Um, in the first yep. match, it was very much a, a new ball wicket. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a, the, the average with the first 40 overs, I think was about 30 and in the next 40 overs. So 40 to 80 with each ball, uh, the average was about 50. Um, in this match, it's, it's, it's been a game where you've been able to take wickets throughout the duration of the innings. Mm. We've seen wickets fall pretty regularly and, and reverse swings have been part of that. And there's probably no better reverse swing bowler than Bumrah, as we saw in the first innings. Little up and down. I, th- I think I think that'll be very, very difficult for England yeah. to overcome. If he bowls anywhere if, near as well as he did yesterday, England haven't got oh, I mean, he, yeah. So if he bowls good. a quarter as well, like <laughs> India, a cancer to victory here. phenomenal. Uh, and the other thing is, is obviously we don't really know with, this but um joe root has got a finger yes. injury apparently yeah. it's a, a an external injury so probably a, a little cut i think it, I, I i mean like i've not seen anything that says he won't be able to bat but um yeah it's it's a thing that we need to consider max mm-hmm. i think that's probably it for today's podcast we'll be back i think tomorrow lunchtime with more cricket action i'm sure so, you know lunchtime in the uk obviously not not in india um i'm sure we'll be talking about the end of this game <laughs> 
Like I cannot see it going to a fifth day. No, no chance. Right. No. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.